Jeez. I'm prepared as fuck. <laughs> What's up, cousins? What's up, cousins? So we're back at it in our four-part series called Blackonomics. Kyle is back in the studio with me, and this week we are going to talk about investment products and like how do how do they work? Getting a little bit of a better understanding, or if this is new to some of you guys, like a holistic understanding from beginning to not somewhat the end, but just to get a, a um. Get your leg in the game or put your feet in the water, per se, if that makes sense. But, okay, so Kyle, um, what's up again? They, they, they're familiar with your voice. It's like your show at this point. So, like, what's up, man? Well, I'm back and uh, happy to be back. We did talk about the fact that we were going to do this little disclosure or whatever. Okay. That, uh, I am not a financial planner, right? <laughs> but I've been in finance for a long, long time. So, so I do know some of which I'm talking about. But I just want to be clear that I am not a financial advisor, you know? Um, but I'm excited to talk about this. I think this is uh, an extremely important topic. And so um, let's dive in. All right, cool. And let me give him a disclaimer to the disclaimer. This man has been in the game for like at least 15 years. So he, he know a lot of shit. He but just why are you been, giving away my age? Though? Okay, you're just being overly <laughs> modest and humble. I don't understand why. But you guys, like, this is going to be very impactful. So I feel as though, like, whatever you're doing, like I've been saying, take notes or actually don't take notes. Just keep on playing this thing so I can feel like y'all love me for real. So <laughs> we're going to go right into it. Uh, so Kyle, so one of the questions that like I've been getting a lot from different listeners is, how do I even start investing? So like, what, can you give us some insight in like whereabouts to where on the monopoly board? Where do we start? Right. So that's a that's a great question. Uh, I think that the main thing is to start with your mindset, right? And and so in the in the last couple segments, we kind of talked about making sure that you have the right mindset when it comes to your finances. And it's no different when we talk about investing. It's extremely important to have a goal in mind and to understand why you want to invest, right? There's no sense in kind of starting down this path if you don't know exactly what you're looking to get out of it. So I, I, I'll, I'll answer your question by saying, how do I start investing? You start investing by first recognizing what exactly is investing and then what is it that I want to get out of it? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, like, with me personally, I want to get out of, like, actually having money, you know, for a rainy day. And so that's, like, one of the reasons why I invest. But, you know, other people, they probably want to just travel. And I know major majority of my generation, well, our generation, is that, <laughs> I mean, you would be, like, on the last leg, you know. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, they just want to. They, they want to be seen. But if you want to be seen, you want to have money. You want to go to nowhere broke. So it's, it is it is very advantageous if we do think about investing to do things that we want and enjoy. So, yeah, I think you brought up a good point right there. Yeah. So the idea of investing, honestly, is um, and again, it depends on where you find yourself, you know, the situation that you're in that's going to kind of dictate the circumstances. But at the end of the day, investing is really a matter of taking cash that you have investing in something that's going to generate a return so that you have the ability to have more cash than what you started with, right? And so you make a really good point. There are some people who are going to want to invest and say, I want to invest for the next two or three years, drive a return so that I have more cash available to take that trip that I want to take or to buy that house that I want to buy. And in some cases, people just want to, you know, build assets so that they just have you know, the stability in the future and maybe they don't have to work so hard to uh, 
to build their, their cash. So that's why it goes back to really recognizing what exactly do you want to do so that you know what you want to get out of it. And that's how you really start making some sort of an investment plan. Right. And I think a lot of people know what they want to do when they have like more money. But it's just I think they're stuck on like understanding it. And so why do you think it's so challenging to understand investments? I think that because there are so many investment vehicles, so to speak. So there are so many different ways to, to kind of get to the same point. Again, at the you know, at the, 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 the crux of what we're talking about, investing is a matter of taking cash that you have putting it into some sort of investment vehicle for the sake of driving return. And I think that the reason why it seems like it's so complex is because there are so many different ways to do it, right? We can talk about jumping into the market and buying stocks, buying bonds, you you know, look at mutual funds or you look at, you know, ETFs. You you have so many different ways to do it, and I think that sometimes it can be overwhelming if you don't know the difference between the different the different vehicles and and, and one of the things that I'll say that's extremely important before you even start to look at the different investment vehicles or the, the different investment types is, you know, going back to the mindset, you also have to recognize that all of these things are linked to a certain amount of risk. And I think that we all have what I like to call a risk appetite. Mm-hmm. Some of us like to take on more risk. Some of us like to take on less risk. Or your circumstances might dictate that you need to take on less risk or more risk, right? And so I think it's important to understand exactly, you know, not only what am I trying to do, but how much risk can I take on? Because that's going to determine, you know, which investment vehicle you need to be invested in. And, and I think that once you start to kind of peel that back, then it, it, it won't be as overwhelming or as complex as it seems to be. Absolutely. And I think another blockage that you like when you were talking, I was just thinking about like you were throwing a lot of financial terminology out there. And it's like, you know, for cousins who are listening, it's you need to develop and understand the vernacular that to speak about these investments. When we when we when Kyle was talking about the different vehicles, know that those vehicles were stocks, bonds or mutual funds. Those are the different vehicles he was explaining that actually will drive a return. And when he, when he was talking about, you know, your risk appetite, basically that means can I afford to lose this money? Because it's like sometimes you kind of think about stocks and bonds as, as gambling because sometimes you won't get your money back if the stock market goes down. So it's, it's about educating yourself along the way as well. I'm going to put a link um, on, all, on, the, on, this, on this series um, to better uh, money habits. It's something that um, one of the banks did for free. Um, you don't have to be an uh, actual cl- customer or client to Bank of America. But if you go on bankofamerica.com and you just scroll down or look for better mon- money habits, it's this two to three minute like little video. To They go from budgets. They go from investments. They go from saving, saving from rainy day. It goes for people who don't know how to budget or don't like budgeting and what you can do to get in the habit of that. So I think, you know, picking up something, actually understanding the vernacular from like a childlike stage so you can just wrap your mind around it. That's what Better Money Habits does. It actually, you know, has a little illustration of a cartoon and then someone in like the cartoon, like reenacting or acting out like what you do so it's entertaining while you watch it and it's not like a old like white man just talking and it's boring so <laughs> is that that's something that I, will, I i would encourage that you guys take advantage of like i said i'll put the link or like a, 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 put the information in the description so you guys can um definitely find that i just want to throw that out there so kyle like you know moving on um 
you know, as you were saying, like, you know, finding the right vehicle, do do people need, do we need like a financial professional to begin in this journey? You don't need a financial professional, um, but they can be extremely helpful. Uh, I, I, you know, I know finance and, you know, I have finance degrees and all that stuff, but I actually use a financial professional myself. And, and I think that, you know, again, it depends on where you find yourself. And, you know, as we, as we talk about investing, I, I do want to stress the fact that, you know, investing is meant to be something that's long term. Okay. If you need your cash tomorrow, then you should not be investing it to lock it up for a period of time because ultimately, like you're trying to drive a return, you're going to need to leave that investment where it is um, for, for some period of time. And I think that the, the benefit of having a financial professional is they can very easily kind of help you, one, assess that risk appetite that we talked about, right? Meaning, you know, how much risk am I willing to take based on my circumstances, meaning, you know, the assets that you have, the cash that you have, but also understanding, you know, if, if you're going to be looking, if you're going to invest in a stock and you're going to feel like you need to watch that stock and the movement of that stock, uh, the value of that stock every 10 minutes um, throughout the day, then you may be uh, somewhat risk averse, meaning you may not like to take on a lot of risk because it stresses you out, right? And that's something that is extremely important to know. So financial professionals will help you kind of assess where you are um, on that spectrum of risk, the amount of risk that you want to take on. Uh, but also they can help you understand the different vehicles, right? Those different investment types to see based on where you are today and what your long-term goal is, you know, here's the investment type that you need to be invested in. Now, I will say this, the other, the other piece of it is we live in, you know, a society where we are inundated with technology everywhere we go. Right. And so there's so much information out there. If you just take the time to find it, right, you can very easily go online and you can find websites no different than the video that you were just talking about with Bank of America. There are so many free resources out there that, you know, it can help you kind of start before you engage a financial professional to, to gain some sort of knowledge or some understanding of you know what you may want to look at when you're looking at investing from a long-term perspective. You know, thank you for that. You know, all that sound good, but see, I was thinking, I was listening, I was like, dang, you know, having a financial planner, that would be good. But I know if I was listening to this podcast, it would, every time I'm listening to it, I'm like, well, nigga, I ain't got the money to well, like, exactly. I ain't got the money to get it. Yeah, yeah, to get. Like, I don't want to spend more money, right? Um, so for somebody to help for me, for somebody to help me yeah. invest to make money. Yeah, but sometimes you have to do that. But I will say, uh, the other thing is, as you do research, it's important to, to recognize there are some there are some firms that you can go to um, that you know if you're going to bring your cash to them to allow them to invest, you don't actually have to pay them. They will help you invest in you know certain mutual funds or you know certain you know exchange stock fund you know uh, vehicles that ultimately you will have the ability to just put your money in and they will only make a small percentage of the money that you make back. So you're not actually taking your principal, right? If you, if you invest $1,000, you're not taking any of that $1,000 to pay them. Um, oftentimes it's like, you know, if, if you, know, you make money, then they'll take a small percentage of that. And so I think it's important to look at it that way so that you don't feel like you have to write a check to this financial professional that you may engage. All right. Well, good point. So like, 
you know, people, oftentimes people think like investing is just for rich folks, you know what I'm saying? So for the a average person, it's like, so what you were describing, can you go into more depth of like what type of investments that an average person, like someone in their early 20s, they really ain't got a lot of money, but probably got like a couple thousand they can do. Like what type of investments are um, good for them? Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. So, so we, we, we talk about circumstances, right? And, and so if your circumstances dictate that you want to invest, but you don't have, um, you know, a lot of money, uh, a good place to start, honestly, is something as simple as going to the bank and opening up what we call a certificate of deposit, um, or a CD. Um, and, and something like that, you know, we probably don't think about that as being, um, an investment, but it is, it's a, it's not a super aggressive investment. So the rate of return, um, it's a stated rate of return. And the thing about something like that is it's, uh, you know, so you, you essentially tie your money up, right? So you go to the bank, you open up the CD and, you know, they'll ask you how long do you want to have your money invested? It may be three months, six months, nine months, a year. And the longer the term, right, so the longer you allow them to, to invest those funds, the higher the rate that they're going to pay. But the thing about it is you're going to make more money on your cash that's in an investment for three, six, nine, 12 months and make more of a return than you would just having that sitting in a bank account, right? And the benefit of that is there is no risk in it, right? So you are going to get all of your money back. It's not invested in the stock market. So you talked earlier about, you know, being invested in the stock market is kind of a gamble. It is because you put the money in and there's risk that you won't get your money back, right? Depending on what happens in the market. Mm -hmm. But something like a certificate of deposit, like it's something that's going to give you a small return on your cash, um, but you have no risk. And so that may be for a lot of folks, a good place to start just to kind of get yourself used to one, Locking up your cash in an investment, because again, these are supposed to be long term. And then the other thing is to start generating a little bit of a return um, on, on some of the cash that you have. Cool. So is there something else besides a CD? A CD, that, that's actually a good option. I don't think a lot of people thought about that because you can go into like, you know, a regular bank and get one of those with a bank. Do you have like one more that we can tell the people about? Another another good uh, investment like that. Um so CDs are the best and the easiest, uh, but again, they don't drive a high, what I would call a high rate of return. I mean, you may, you know, in this current market, you may be able to, you know, in, in the over the course of a year, make maybe 2% on whatever you put into it. So if you put, you know, um, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars in, like you, you can calculate what you would get in terms of like two or two and a half percent. Um, the other, the other, what I would call stable investment is what we call bond funds. And to do this, you would have to go and open up a brokerage account, which you can do that online. Um, you know, there are brokerage, uh, firms like E-Trade, uh, online, or, you know, I think there's one called, you know, ShareBuilder or Fidelity. They all have these online brokerage firms. If you don't want to actually go into, you know, actual financial institution to open, but you can open these accounts and you can invest in, in, in some sort of a bond fund. And the thing about a bond fund is that's classified as um, a um, uh, fixed income investment. And what that means is similar to the certificate of deposit, there is a rate that you're going to receive on that and there's no risk associated with it, right? So, so bond funds are really, really good, stable investments. Oftentimes, yes, if it's one of those situations where you're investing money 
that you know that you can't afford to lose, um, bond funds are the way to go. Oftentimes, older folks who are, you know, as they retire and they're, you know, on, living on fixed income, it's important for them to maintain some sort of, some sense of investment. So keep their money invested, but also to make sure that there's no risk associated with. So, so if you're looking for a risk-free um, investment, bond funds are, are a good way to go. And they will provide a little more of a return than what you're going to get in a certificate of, of deposit. Cool. All right. So like while we're on the topic of bonds, I want to kind of in, include stocks on that. Like, so do you know of any like tools that are out there to shed more light on what these different vehicles are? Like, like what is a stock and like where people can find out like the definition of stocks and bonds and how they work from the different types of them? Um, I would start with Google. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on, Google. Again, there, there are so many resources out there, right? And I think that, you know, if, if you're starting um, from like, you know, a basic level, just Google stocks and bonds, right? Gain some perspective on what they represent. So a stock is essentially, is, is what we call a share um, of ownership in a company, right? So companies that are publicly traded, which means... You know, they have investors who own pieces in the company. They essentially issue these shares of stock that someone can go into the market and buy as many shares of stock as they want. And, you know, I won't get into how stock is valued, but it's important to understand that every share of stock that's traded in the market is valued and it all ties back to how well a company does financially, right, in terms of their operation. And so one of the um, what I'll call the, the wizard of investment, uh, this guy by the name of Warren Buffett. Um, <laughs> he is, uh, he's, he's a billionaire and uh, he's a self-made billionaire and, and he made a lot of really, really good investments over the years. And one of the things that he talks about is investing in the things that you buy, right? We all spend money at different companies. We all have our favorite companies. If it's closed, we have our favorite brands. And so he talks about the fact that if you patronize certain businesses, that may be a good place to start in terms of, you know, trying to decide if I want to invest in something, why not invest where I spend my money, right? So if you drink a lot of coffee and you drink Starbucks coffee, then maybe you want to look at Starbucks stock to see if that's a good place to, to invest. If you wear, you know, Ralph Lauren clothes, that may be a good place to look to say, do I want to invest in that? So stock is essentially... It's, it's a piece of ownership um, in a specific company. Now, the thing is, again, because it's one company, and we all know that things can change very rapidly, so you can have a company that's doing really, really well on one day, and you know, financially, and then like they're in crisis mode because something happens with their CEO or their CFO or somebody's embezzling or you know, maybe they have a bad quarter. And the thing about it is the market reacts, and so the stock price you know, where you invest, that could very easily drop. And so investing in single stock, as we call it, um, is very, very risky. And so instead, a lot of people will invest in what's known as a mutual fund, right? So it's a fund where you have a collection of different stocks, different companies um, that you're investing in. And usually the benefit of, of uh, these funds, you have a lot of diversification, which essentially means that you have you know, companies that will react in a certain way to certain news. You also have companies that will not react. So there's a little bit of a balance um, in terms of sector, right? So you may have some tech 
companies, you may have some clothing companies, you may have, you know, some agriculture businesses. Uh, so there's a lot of diversity in terms of sector, in terms of how they make their money. And so it balances it out and it creates a protection for, um, for the investors. Cool. So that was a lot of information. The, that was so much information. All right. It was. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, it, I'm like, I need to replay that last part because I was like, whoa, like my mind definitely, I know you guys are probably like, damn, like I really got to replay this episode. I'm going to have to replay it too. So but I, but I, I, I'll just say like, you know, of, of all that information, the most important thing is if you're going to start trying to do some research around investing, Again, set your mindset, understand why you want to invest, understand what your goals are, learn about your risk appetite. So learn to assess risk. And there are tests you can, you can find on Google, um, you know, where they ask you certain questions and it'll help you assess where you are on that risk spectrum. So you want to assess your risk and then start kind of getting an understanding of look up stocks, look up bonds, look up mutual funds. That is the best place to start and understand what they are how they work and the risk that's associated with it, but also like where there's high risk, the more risk you take on, um, the greater potential for reward, right? Where where there is no risk, you're likely not going to get a, a, a strong return, so. It take money to make money. Absolutely. That's what, that's what you're saying. <laughs> so, and also I actually wanna go, I wanna reiterate this. So these last two episodes of, of the series of Black Economics is for the people that have already been past the budgeting and the saving phase because if you haven't mastered that phase first, you don't need, you don't to, need to be invested exactly in because you <laughs> you need to figure that first part out. So this is for the more advanced and the people that you know. I ain't gonna say just got their shit together, but got the financial side of knowing how to budget and save. So just be weary of that. That's the big ass disclaimer that needs to be put on this episode. So don't be taking your thousand dollars that you probably just got this bonus, but yet you owe that a thousand dollars to a credit card. Pay off their credit card. And I, you know what? And that's extremely important because if you here here's the basics of it, right? Like this is this is true economics. If you invest money in the stock market and let's just say you're getting a 10% return annually, right? So mm -hmm. you have a thousand dollars, you invest that thousand dollars in whatever you invested in is providing a 10% return, right? Which mm -hmm. means every year you're making a hundred dollars on that thousand dollars. Right. Now you have $10,000 of credit card debt and you're paying, you know, a 15% interest rate. Well, it's better to start taking your cash and paying down that debt and invest once you've paid down that debt than to start investing because ultimately that return that I just described, that 10% return is less than, meaning you're making less than what you're actually paying out in interest, right? And so at the end of the day, like you're at a net deficit, if that makes sense, right? Because you are paying more interest to the credit card company than what you're making on your investment. And so it makes no sense. So the best thing to do is yes, Create a budget, learn to live within the, the guidelines of that budget, save money, which should be included in your budget, and then once you've mastered those two, then you start investing, and you invest in a way that's not just for the sake of saying, I'm invested in something, but you're investing in a way that is actually smart and is actually helping you to build wealth rather than just being able to say, like, I've invested in something. 
Right. That's absolutely important. Thank you, Kyle, for actually just shedding light on the first part of this investment stuff because it's, it's really important. And I know a lot of people have been hungry to hear what can I do to make more money. But um, if you broke, like I said, figure out the budgeting and the savings first and then you can come and play with the investment products. But we'll be right back. <laughs> Cousins, I really hope that you guys thoroughly enjoyed part three of our four-part series, Blackonomics, with the investment knowledge. Take it, apply it, share with a friend, share with family members. It's important, especially as a black community, to get ahead of this right now. Um, also, a nigga ain't gonna act like this episode wasn't late. Yeah, nigga was a little late. I was a little unprepared for this week. But you know, shit happens. And y'all got this shit. So instead of saying happy fucking Monday, happy Tuesday, guys. God bless, you know. You know, pray for your boy. Because it's been a little hard out here. But I'm your host, Cousin King. I hope your week is filled with nothing but joy, laughter, happiness, peace, tranquility, co-workers shutting the fuck up all that all that so see y'all next week i'm out